Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Hello, everybody, and welcome back once again to the Summer Heat Wave with Brodo Fantasy. That's right. How about them Cowboys? The Cowboys are today. Boys are back in town. In 32 days. Every single fantasy relevant player is going to be talked about here on Brodo Fantasy. And I'm your host, of course, Tim Petrop, here with the only two twins that are just as hot as me in their hot ass houses right now, Michael and Jason. What heat it wave. do, my dude? All the way to do it. Getting hot Man. on the heat wave. If you're watching this on YouTube, you'll notice that it's a little different this year because of quarantine. I'm in a different spot. I'm in front of like a little green screen and not, my face is edited in between the Michael and Jason. Um, and that's because of, you know, quarantine and all that stuff. My dad's an, an elderly citizen, so I'm trying to stay away. And um, uh, I don't know where I was going with this, but it's different. Um, what's not different is that every week during the season, we are going to come to you with a preview of every single player for the fantasy season. Every single week we're coming with it, no matter what. BrotoFantasy.com is where you can find that. Also, everywhere you can find podcasts. Uh, Patreon.com slash BrotoFantasy to join listener leagues. To get extras, exclusive uh, podcasts, exclusive episodes, giveaways, uh, Discord access. Uh, if you join a tier, we'll even give you a personalized message saying, what's up? Welcome. Um, but True until that. then, let's get into this summer heat wave because it is a brand new era in Dallas. And that is the Mike McCarthy era. He spent time on the sideline last year and he said he started getting into analytics. He started looking at it a little more. And it, I mean, that's a good sign. We don't know what we're going to get from him yet. But one good sign is that someone who was great for the offense last year was Kellen Moore. He is now the offense coordinator again. We know Kellen Moore looks at these things like analytics, uh, and he really depends on them. They led the league in yards last season. They had multiple players that were fantasy viable. Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Randall Cobb, um, Tony Pollard had success. Jason Ezekiel Witten. Elliott had success. Uh, Dak Prescott was the number two quarterback. They had, oh, they were basically a fantasy team on the field. So, I mean, do you expect that again? We'll see. Let's start with the quarterback, Dak Prescott, who's playing on a one-year contract. So, again, in a prove-it deal, people did not realize how good Dak Prescott was. Not only was he number two in fantasy, he was number two in yards. He was number two in air yards. He carried the ball in the red zone 14 times. Same offensive coordinator. The offense now is in flux. Because Travis Frederick retired, and they're going to be playing a rookie at center. So for the first time, there's some question marks around this offensive line, but they bring back their three big boys um, to kind of shore that up. Um, Outside of that, though, he should be a stud again. He's going uh, around uh, the third round as QB3, which for me is out of my range of quarterback. I'm not taking a quarterback there, but if you do pick a quarterback there, Dak is the guy to take. He's going to have a great fantasy season, and if you have him on your team, he's going to be great. That's how I feel about it. How do you guys feel about that? Yeah, I mean, he's not going in the third round. He's going in like the fifth round. He's a third QB taken off the board, but he's significantly far behind Mahomes and Lamar Jackson I, at this I, point. I might have done the math wrong, but I saw. I thought. I thought he's Tim. Going he's a third quarterback, not the third round. Tim, yes. math wrong. What? <laughs> Look, I, I'm I'm good at English and social studies. Right, math is not never my forte. But if English means names, you you get those wrong a lot. So yeah. I don't know. You're just nah, dumb. but I'll edit. I, I edit. I edit your articles. Get With out of here. Giant, nice, mason giant jar mason jar, jar kid. Yeah. 
Well, anyways, Dak Prescott, like you said, he's finished throughout his career as QB6, QB10, QB11, and QB2, currently going as the QB3. I mean, he has Coop and Gallup again. He has C.D. Lamb instead of Randall Cobb. He has Blake Jarwin, who I'm not even that big a fan of, but he's better than Jason Witten. We still have Zeke in the backfield. I know they lost Travis Fedrick, but it's another year where Kellen Moore is the OC. They were uh, thir- They ran the 13th most uh, pass plays last season. They should be a- around there again. But the thing with Dak is he gets all these passing yards. They throw the ball a bunch, and he also uses his legs a little bit. He's good for two to three rushing touchdowns. And like you said, 14 red zone rushes last year. He's good for those two, which where he has those blow-up games. That's what happens. He's He gets those rushing touchdowns on top with a couple passing touchdowns. He's just a very good quarterback who gets finally, he usually gets in the love. He's finally getting recognized as a very good quarterback. I'm not drafting him because I'm not going to draft a quarterback in the fifth round, but I do think he's going to end the round QB3. Um, okay, let's talk about another guy who is should expect a great season out of. That's Zach. Uh, Zach. Zeke. That's Zeke. Never had a full season outside of the top seven in fantasy. He should be the third pick. Don't overthink it. If you want to take him at the second pick, that's cool too. If you want to even take him at the first pick, I wouldn't, but I wouldn't be mad at you. Um, there's not much to say about Zeke. I think people get, like, I think people forget how just like consistently great Zeke is for fantasy. It just kind of like last year, I feel like it got boring owning Zeke. Like no one was like, yeah, I have Zeke. It was just like, oh, I have Zeke. He's gonna get me 20 points. Like whatever. It's kind of funny. One thing that I always say is one of the measures of greatness is how bored people are of your greatness. Like <laughs> with like- Jacob Pedram pitch for the Mets tonight, like people don't people like everyone was like Garrett Cole's the best pitcher in the league. Garrett Cole, Garrett Cole this, Garrett Cole that. It's so boring that Derek Jacob DeGrom just won two straight Cy Youngs, obviously the best pitcher in the league. Like it's just the amount of greatness you have is how bored people are of your greatness. And not all running backs get um re upped with their contracts yeah. these days. So you kind of just forget, like, because he's on the Cowboys longer than most people, most running backs usually are on teams. So, yeah. I mean, the dude has averaged ninety over ninety six rushing yards a game in his career, over twenty eight receiving yards a game, over three catches a game. He has forty eight touchdowns in fifty six career games. He had one game last season where he scored single digits. Um, let's move to a guy that we're that we're not guaranteed to get a good season out of, even though it always seems like he does, and that's Amari Cooper. Finished as a wide receiver nine last season, but was extremely volatile. Finished as wide receiver three or lower on nine separate occasions. Now, he did hurt himself after week 10, so you have to take that into consideration when looking at his numbers. But busted six times out of those nine times as a wide receiver lower. Shocking. Bust means out of the top three, uh, a wide receiver three out of the top 36 quarterback, I mean wide receivers. And I talk about Matt Harmon's reception percentage a lot. He looks at, at players. He says which routes they run correct, uh, well, how they beat man coverage, etc. And he is not graded well in the reception perception, perception. He is graded in the 22nd percentile in press coverage. Damn. 22nd percent. That's horrible. And that's not just last year. In two of the last three seasons, he's been in that percentile. Jeez. Dallas now... Damn. He, they hide that fact by using him in creative ways, and the addition of C.D. Lamb is going to help that because you see Amari Cooper come out of the slot, and I wouldn't be surprised if Amari Cooper starts coming out of the slot more exclusively this year. Now, am I saying he's going to be a 100% slot guy? No, but I wouldn't be surprised if Amari Cooper, of the three wide receivers, Lamb, um, Lamb, Gallup, and Cooper, 
the most slot routes run is Amari Cooper this year. That would be, that would be a little surprising. Yeah, I expect it to be Lamb. I, I, I don't know, man. He's he's more successful in that sense. And, I, I mean, it, it might be going I, – I don't want him this year. I never want Amari Cooper. Yeah, he's so, he's the. I'm gonna let Jason get to Cooper, but I just want to say, like, if you're talking about a difference between redraft and best ball, Amari Cooper is like the star child. Like, he's the best ball pick in the third, fourth round where it makes sense. But in redraft, you're gonna get like five games a year where he puts up five or less, which the, is just not okay. The thing with Cooper is he's so inconsistent on a micro level in season, but then so consistent on a macro level every season. Yeah. If you look at his career, I can tell you what he's going to do this season. He's going to have between 75 and 85 receptions, between 1,000 and 1,200 yards, and between six and eight touchdowns. That's it. That's who he is. That's what he does. But how does he get those numbers? His 16-game pace last season at home, 104 catches, 1,738 yards, and 10 touchdowns. Michael Thomas. His 16-game pace on the road, 54 catches, 640 yards, six touchdowns. Randall Cobb. That's who you're getting here. Do you want someone who's going to be Michael Thomas half the year and Randall Cobb half the year as your second or third pick? Probably third. Go for it if you want. I probably don't want. You know what I like to look at when I'm looking at if a player's good or not? This counts in baseball and football. How they do on the road. When you're uncomfortable on the road, let's see how those people do. Because Dak Prescott's also better at on the road. I mean, at home. You know who's better at on the road? Michael Gallup. Giddy up. At, at home last season, Michael Gallup's 60-game pace would have been 60 catches for 1,096 yards. On the road, 72 catches for 1,119. Cooper's going... Basically even. Yeah, basically even. A little better on the yardage. The touchdowns because of Dak would have been 10 at home and 2 on the road. But that's because Dak's a better quarterback at home. But Cooper's going ninth in ADP. Gallup's going 30th. Yeah. I prefer Gallup Last at his year, cost. Michael Gallup outscored Amari Cooper six of the 14 games he was active. That's almost one more time, and they would have split. And it's a difference between wide receiver 9 and wide receiver 30. And Cooper, because Cooper has the higher ceiling, sure. Yeah. But And people are scared off now with C.D. Lamb coming in. Guys, Randall Cobb put up over 800 yards last year. Michael Gallup will get his work. Jason Witten saw 83 targets. Michael Gallup will get his work. So I'm saying, and also Mike McCarthy coming in has always used three wide receivers, yeah. including the old guy Randall Cobb that's no longer on the team. Yeah. But James Jones. So CeeDee Lamb is going to get work, but so is Gallup, so is Cooper. You don't really need to worry about that. Shout out to Mike Wright for this stat I'm about to mention. But do you know that Marvin Jones only has one less finish as a top 24 wide receiver than Amari Cooper. And Amari Cooper has played seven more games than Mar- Let's say, than Marvin Jones. Jones is mad good when healthy. Word. And he just has blow-up games. Real quick, though, C.D. Lamb, he's going off the board as wide receiver 43. Look, fantasy football does not need to be that difficult. Draft C.D. Lamb as wide receiver <laughs> 43. Like, this guy was over 24 yards per reception from the slot last year. Like, me and Jason expect this guy. Maybe Tim is saying it's a possibility Coop steals some slot work. I expect him to be in the in the slot the majority of the time. And that's where his bread and butter was in college. This guy, he fell to the 17th overall, and everyone was like, whoa, C.D. Lamb's still there. Like, he's a top 10 talent level guy from this draft. And Randall Cobb was wide receiver 45 last season. All you need C.D. Lamb to be is Randall Cobb of last season. And it makes sense to draft him where he's going.
Yeah, and he's better than Randall Cobb. Yeah. And you have to think, like, with with uh, Zach Witten gone and with Randall Cobb gone, that's over 130 receptions that are gone and up for grabs, vacated. C.D. Lamb's going to fill that. Another guy who might fill that is a tight end who is currently the the most uh, hyped player I've ever seen on fantasy Twitter. He is everyone's favorite sleeper, and that's Blake Jarwin. Um, 83 targets vacated by Jason Witten, just like I'm talking about. Um, look, he, he, there's a lot of loyal uh, Blake Jarwin guys out there, a lot of stat hounds that, uh, that are just like in love with him because of his yards per reception, which was over nine yards of reception last year. Are you buying the hype on him? Like, there's it's it's low risk, low reward. But I feel like with all this hype, he might the ADP might creep up by the time this, this airs. I don't want Blake Jarwin. Look, he was a UDFA, so no draft capital there. Last season was his third season, and he couldn't beat out Grandpa Jones. Jason Witten's new name is Grandpa Jones. <laughs> couldn't beat out Grandpa Jones for work. It's like you guys think this guy is special? Why couldn't he get Jason Witten off the field last year? Like, literally, that's all you need to say. Like, Because Jason Garrett was the head coach? No, because if you look at what Dak did, too, caveat to everything we've been saying, 4,902 yards last year. Before that, his career high was 3,800. If he does drop in yardage, I see it happening at the tight end position. They didn't bring in C.D. Lamb to not be useful. If C.D. Lamb's coming out of the slot... It's going to be similar plays to Dar- uh, Blake Jarwin coming out of the tight end position or coming out of the slot where tight ends are coming out more often these days. So I, I guess I get it, right? The Witten and Jarwin's combined stats last season, 94 catches, 894 yards, seven touchdowns. That's where the intrigue is. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is there's no guarantee Dak's not going to take a step back. Mike McCarthy uses three wide receiver sets almost as much as, much as any other coach in the league, and they just we brought in C.D. Thought- Lamb. We saw that a lot with the Green Bay Packers. Devontae the Adams, Gary Nelson, Randall Cobb always on the field together. The only thing and about Blake Jarwin. fantasy viable right. at a certain point. So, I mean, I, I, I agree with Michael not going back, but CeeDee Lamb is one of my guys that I'm targeting in the late rounds. But the thing is with Blake Jarwin, though, like he doesn't need to be that good to live up to his draft potential. Like he's going as a tight end 20. Last year, Jason Witten ended as the tight end 11. He was 14th among tight ends in points per game. Like, it's hilarious because it's Jason Witten and he was like 912 years old. But that's just, that was just the case. He had 83 targets. Blake Jarwin saw 41 targets. If he gets three quarters of Witten's work, that's a 100-target season. I mean, fine, fine. You, all that is fine and dandy. I'm, sure, I, I'm just saying I didn't like Blake Jarwin coming into this, but I think he'll at least be a top 15 tight end, and his ADP is tight end, tight end 20. All right, but where's the upside? And that's where I draw the line. There's, there's really no upside. But if it's like a there, two tight end It's the upside lead. of tight end 10. Yeah, basically. Give me Hawkinson, Fant. Uh, no, I'm yeah, no argument. Ebron. Johnny Smith. Ebron. Definitely not Ebron. I want up. Ebron is more upside than Jarwin. Wait, uh, yeah, maybe yeah. not. I don't know. I don't really like Ebron. Eric Ebron was getting at Blake Jarwin. He's like, yo, how you guys put me as number 21 on this list behind Jarwin? Even if Jarwin That's has great. a good season, it's not going to be that good for fantasy. I don't see it. Yeah, you have it. I mean, I tend to agree. If you're taking Blake Jarwin, it's because you're planning on um, you're planning on streaming tight ends. So I mean, I mean, he's low risk, basically, low reward type of guy. All right, so let's go on to our next category, our last category. That's one injury away. My guy, I think, is a pretty obvious one. I'm going with Tony Pollard. Flash signs last year. Even had some success with Zeke in the lineup. Without Zeke in the lineup, I think he could thrive. 
5.3 yards per carry. So he has that uh, rapport in his rookie season that he did very well. And I want the guy that's playing in Zeke's role. And he showed a propensity to catch the ball as well. Tony Pollard is my one injury away. Michael, what do you think? Yeah, it has to be Tony Pollard. I mean, if Zeke goes down, Tony Pollard is just goes right into being a top 10 running back easily. Just to switch it up, I'll go um, Gallup and Lamb. If Cooper goes down, they're both going to explode. On our Twitter, at Brodo Fantasy, by the way, one of the questions we posted was, who's a player you want to see get injured? Like, not want to see get injured, but kind of like, nah, you know. A, a player who would opt out. Oh, player who you want to opt out just to see his backup play. And I said Amari Cooper. Because get this guy the fuck out of here, and let's see Michael Gallup and, and CeeDee Lamb take that role. A couple answers. I liked Zach Ertz to, for Dallas Goddard. And, Someone uh, said Zeke. Marlon, so Tony Pollard. Yeah, and Marlon Mack for Jonathan Taylor. Oh, I'm all, you know I'm with that. I mean, I, I feel like Marlon Mack is going to be opted out by his coaching staff by the end of the year. Um, speaking of opting out, we're not opting out of this fantasy football season. Oh, no, we're time. not. In fact, we are running many, many episodes, one episode per day as the summer heat wave continues. In the meantime, if you want to talk to us and tell us we're stupid or tell us we're smart, Michael, where can they find you? At Brodo FF Mike. Nice shirt, Tim. If you guys are watching this, I was wearing the same shirt for the Eagles that Timmy is wearing now. We both bought that shirt, and we didn't even know until we wore it at the same time. Fun. Yeah. At Brodo FF Jason. And I'm Brodo FF Tim. See what we did there. Join the Patreon to join our fantasy leagues. If you want a league with people who know what they're doing, this is the way to go because people who are in these leagues listen to Brodo. True to Brodo, that. What you're doing. Huh? True that. True that. Anyway, um, patreon.com slash Brodo Fantasy support and to join those leagues. Also, you get a bunch of extras. Uh, check it out. Patreon.com slash Brodo Fantasy. BrodoFantasy.com. And until next time. Is that the NFC East? We're done with the NFC East. That's it, we baby. are. The East are done. We're going to be going to the AFC North the next time we see you guys. So see you later. Peace. Later. Stop farting, Michael. <laughs>